what should they look for in an advisor? When we talk about what to look for, I often say that as a retiree, it's the first time you really, really need an advisor for most people. Now, most people who is are working and saving money, it's not that hard. You can do most of it yourself. But for a retiree, that's when having an advisor really matters. Choosing a financial advisor is serious business. Ideally, you're entering into a reciprocal relationship based on what? Well, that's what we're finding out on this episode of the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Josh and I talk about the top nine things to consider informing what is arguably one of the most important relationships in your life. Because finding the right advisor will not only determine the quality of life in your retirement, but they'll also give you the peace of mind during the good times and during the bad times. So one, is Josh ready for some Founding Fathers trivia? Two, did me gifting Josh with a large McDonald's fry solidify a lifelong friendship? And three, can you go out and find a transparent, honest, accountable, and talented financial advisor based on Josh's tips? Check, check, and check. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. Your host, Josh Brettel, is the owner and founder of FSR Wealth Strategies. For the last few decades, he's been helping good folks like you thrive in their retirement. Me, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and financial project. I'm here to keep the show lighthearted and not too technical. So now, let me, let you, let me end this introduction so you can enjoy the show. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Hey, Josh, welcome back to the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. This is your host, Josh. Wait, I already did an introduction. I don't have to introduce you again, do I? Oh, yeah, because you do an introduction before we actually start talking. I do. I record that afterwards. So I have no idea what you've said prior to leading in here. Correct. Correct. Let me, let you, let me, let you. Oh, you one. I always love it. When you say it, I I sing it back to myself in my head. It's enjoyable. Let me, let you, let me. And just introduction so you can enjoy the show. Uh, would you like to guess where I got that line from? <laughs> some, <laughs> Do you not want to know? Some sort of Sleepy Hollow reference? No, 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 no. That would be from uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Another reference to Pee-wee Herman. What is going wrong here? Another? We've referenced Pee-wee Herman before? No, but in the trailer for the podcast... I say guys that I look like, like men I look like, and one of them is B.B. Herman. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. I have like Chris Hemsworth or whoever plays Thor and then a bunch of other handsome guys, and I put Pee Wee just because <laughs> I have to be random. So this is episode 14, and we're doing a second one in a day. So if you listen to episode 13, we just had our new crepes mm-hmm. lunch, and – I had breakfast for lunch. I yeah. had a, I had eggs and ham, and it was really delicious. Yeah. And you had kind of the old go-to Cali. Cali. Actually, the first time I've had the Cali. Oh, really? You haven't had it mm-hmm. before? I've never had it before. Well, new crepes, 
Mm, something special. Hit this spot. And uh, shout out to Michael for picking it up for us. Oh, we appreciate that. Man, he's awesome. So good stuff. So when you are an advisor, we're an SEC registered office, which means we're the SEC can come in and audit us and do whatever they need to do. And they, they come in generally once a year or so. But we have a compliance team, and our compliance team looks at all of our marketing, and this is technically marketing, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't think I'm doing a good job of selling us on this. But um, <laughs> what? They, but uh, our compliance team listens to all of our shows, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just to make sure we didn't say anything stupid or whatever it might be. And they, I have a call with them every other Tuesday, and there's four of us on the call, and so it's myself, it's Sean, our another advisor who's also our chief compliance officer, and then two to three people from the, the compliance team we have. And we're getting ready to sign off this Zoom call. And all of a sudden they say, shouldn't we say bye? Oh, oh my I, gosh. I'm in compliance mode. Like what? I'm in legal, like <laughs> uh, trying to think about it. I was like, what's she talking about? What's she talking about? And then I realized she's listening to all of our podcasts. That's how how Dave has decided that we end all podcasts is with a bye. I am slowly infiltrating every corner of your world. Your kids say hashtag tax nerd. Your compliance officers are signing off with bye. Your parents are singing. Dave relates to retirees. You just can't escape me, Josh. You are into the fact that, so we're in a different room today for, no one's seen video because we're not posting video anywhere, but we're, we're recording in a different part of the office today, which is kind of up in the front away from everybody else. And Aaron, one of our advisors, who asked me, she goes, it's really quiet. Where's Dave today? He's usually walking around saying everything <laughs> to everybody. So you've really infiltrated the office here, which is which is fun. I have. I kind of just side note, going back to SEC, every time you say it, I think Southeastern Conference. I'm like, ooh, is he talking about like Alabama and Auburn? Like, what is he talking about? And then you talk about No, nope, the so. Securities Exchange Commission. Yeah. Um, God, your life is so exciting with this stuff. They're not bad. They're no, no they're not oh, bad people. Okay. They're they just have rules. As long as you follow them, you're good. Oh, okay. So it is July seventh. Um, we just finished the July fourth weekend, and July fourth is one of my favorite holidays. And being the fact that this is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast, I think that's a holiday that kind of rings true. That's that whole freedom, American freedom, independence, you know, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But we were up with my family in Michigan, and my father was reading something on the internet, so it's true. I haven't oh. fact-checked this yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. But he says, how old do you think the founding fathers were when they signed the Declaration of Independence? Uh, should I guess? I was blown away by I, this. I think they were really young. Were like, they in their 20s? Early 20s, late teens. I think like Thomas Jefferson was the old guy in his 30s and somewhere. Wow. I mean, it, it was fascinating. In fact, we in our Facebook group, we should try and find those facts. We'll we'll post those uh, those post those in there because that was that was kind of cool. It was kind of amazing. Cool. What was life expectancy back then though? Probably 50s, right? So they were considered probably middle age. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um actually it's kind of fun. Alex, for many years, has loved reading biographies, which is crazy considering right he's up, eight years old. It's right up Al's, right up right Al's up alley. alley. But one of the first ones he ever read was the George Washington biography. So, of course. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Does he want to visit all the presidential libraries like you do? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not yet, yet at least. I haven't taken Alex to his first presidential <laughs> library. Actually, I have. He was with us when we went to Jimmy Carter's library, I think. <laughs> I don't know. My dad belongs to a small golf course up there, and – 
they have an unbelievable fireworks show. In fact, they said um, before the show, and again, I can't fact check this. They say it's the um, largest fireworks show outside of the city of Chicago within 500 miles of Chicago. Really? And it was. It's amazing. It's truly incredible. Um, but it was, it was my family, my daughter Maggie, um, and my two boys, my wife and I, and we're sitting there and we're watching the show, and it's it's truly great. But Maggie is sitting on my lap, and it's 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 a great memory for me. As you look over, my the boys are sitting on my wife's lap, and everyone's happy and kind of mesmerized. And mm-hmm. Maggie started off fearful. I think Alex said to her, like you know, yeah, like I, you know, he has a fact that something's going to get hurt, and he says, you know, the fireworks could get shot at you or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. And Maggie was scared of it. Mm. And so she was actually afraid of the fireworks as they were going off. And they're pretty loud. They're right there in front of us. And I ended up holding her ear against my chest, and I kind of had her, my hand over her other ear. And we're, I'm just talking to her through the fireworks. And by the end, she was so into it and so excited. Really, it was it was a cool a cool family moment no that is so. cool Landon was the same when he was younger and we just showed him the daniel tiger episode a few times of when he first heard fireworks and it was like done I, I know missy has referenced to carla a few times that she wishes she was as good as a mother as, Dan, as, as mom tiger <laughs> mama was. tiger i'm telling you uh yeah so speaking of fireworks josh we spent the fourth of july my dad is in town from colorado he was in town and we went to our friend Matt and Jackie's house, who I referenced earlier. They just got engaged. And they have uh, three kids, different marriages, three kids. And they live in Lyle. And we spent the day at the pool. And then we came home, showered, went back to their house for fireworks like around 9 o'clock. Jackie's like, you know what? I got the word from moms on Facebook. Like, don't go to Lyle High School. Go to this park and you'll see all the fireworks. And I'm like, love it. I don't like crowds. This sounds perfect. So we pack up our wagons. We walk. I live in Green Trails. So it's a cool little path that kind of winds around. We get to the park. Or like It was like 920. We're like, okay, we're the only ones here. It's cool. Like 925, like one other family walked up, and then they kind of like walked back home. Like, okay, this is interesting. 930 comes around, 935, 940, no fireworks. We're like, yeah, we're uh, – we're definitely not in the right spot. Now, meanwhile, the kids are all down the hill <laughs> throwing a football. It's a glow-in-the-dark glow football. They're having the time of their life. Couldn't care less about fireworks. So around 945, like, okay, we're going to figure this out. So we – Please every, tell me you were in the wrong spot. We were in the totally wrong spot. <laughs> so <laughs> the myself, Carla, Matt, and the kids, and Jackie and the kids, we walk down the hill, and we start walking down the road. And through the trees – we see what we think is like the grand finale or like the penultimate grand finale. And I look back at my dad who's got a sore knee. I'm like, dad, just watch our stuff. So he's by himself in a pitch black on a hill with just <laughs> blankets <laughs> and, and chairs. And, uh, and Landon's like, watch out for the coyotes, you know, just to be Landon. Mm-hmm. So we walk down the street and sure enough, like we walk a few minutes, we start seeing, walk a few more. So we got to see the grand finale through like a little hole in the trees and that was our Fourth of July fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> your poor father, his his retirement freedom is, is <laughs> watching your stuff on top of a pitch black hill. I'm telling you, but it's it's on brand for him, right? He always kind of gets screwed like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of my dad, he's he's back in Colorado now. But uh, I remember a time back in high school where he he worked part time at Crate and Barrel as like an extra part time job. And we used to go visit Oprick often, mostly because of California Pizza Kitchen, as yeah, you know. We well. loved it. And we'd make it a point to stop in Crate and Barrel. We'd always try to like 
pull pranks on him. And so what we would do is anytime we would have like a new friend who my dad didn't know, we would have them pick up a mini spoon from a bin and find him and be like, sir, oh, I, I know the spoon. How much does this mini spoon cost? And he'd be like, oh, I have to check. wait a minute. I know. Yeah. So he, that's how he met all my friends. <laughs> Didn't was, your sister do that too to him? It's very possible. <laughs> but the point was to like have total random people do it. So then he'd get to meet new friends. Um, so yeah, my dad was kind of the quote unquote advisor at Crate and Barrel. So we looked up to him. We always asked him how much mini spoons cost. And, uh, in return, he would get us a lot of stuff on discount. They have a scratch and dent. They used to call it shtickle, right? Shtickle? Shtickle. Yeah. Shtickle is what it called. It was scratch and dent, and we got stuff for like 75% off. So far, we're 11 minutes in. We haven't talked about the topic yet. We said we, advisor. We did say advisor, but we've learned the word shtickle. We have learned the word. <laughs> and I don't know. Again, it could be my dad's hardcore Chicago, right? Grew up you know, in Chicago. So maybe that's just a word he made up. Like, he likes the jewels. He likes the jewels and the sausage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Landon makes fun of him. He says uh, wind, winder and potato. You know, mm-hmm. just Chicago accents like that. Are we really 11 minutes in? Yeah. Oof. We're so entertaining to each other. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just fly. I'm you. I hope the listeners are that entertained. Well, it's we're talking about Fourth of July stuff, so everyone should feel patriotic. Yeah, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my dad was the advisor at Crate and Barrel. We needed a good advisor. You need what? You need an advisor. <laughs> it's you. like you know what I want to talk about today. Why, why you want to talk about something like that? Yeah, I did. Oh, um, so I thought today I, I've had this question from people before, and sometimes I think it's self-serving, but they ask the question, "What should they look for in an advisor?" Okay. And you pick me, you pick anybody else. What should you pick for? Which I'm sorry, what should you pick for? What should you look for? When we talk about what to look for, I often say that as a retiree, it's the first time you really, really need an advisor for most people. Now, most people who is are working and saving money, it's not that hard. You can do most of it yourself. Just do it as cheap as humanly possible. Now, there are times an advisor comes in handy then, but for a retiree, that's when having an advisor really matters. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I always tell people is you want to have somebody who specializes in working with retirees because it is unique. It's a unique thought process. And I have written on our notes, Dave, here. Do you see what it says there? What's that? Airplane story. Oh, yeah. Airplane story. So this analogy uh, actually came to me from a client of mine and – we were talking about an airplane, and I, I took it a few steps further here. But if you think about an airplane, you get on this plane, and it's this giant metal tube with wings on it, and it takes off down the runway really fast, and all of a sudden you go up in the air higher, 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 and you're floating in the air. Okay? Now, that airplane is virtually useless to you until it lands. Mm-hmm. You know, if, it does, if the airplane doesn't land somewhere – you know, it's just a tube in the air, okay? Now, when I compare that to advisors, most advisors are really good at helping you get down the runway, getting faster and faster, helping you get up in the air. They're helping you get up into that point. And they, all they want to do is make you go faster, make you go higher, mm-hmm. make you go faster, make you go higher, save more, find better investments, whatever it might be. That's their thought process. Right. Build your wealth. Well, the hardest thing to do, and any pilot will tell you this, is to land the airplane. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You actually have to land the plane. And that's why I say someone who specializes in retirement is good at landing the plane because there's all mm. sorts of different things you have to tie right, together. Right. It's not just 
where should you invest your money? It's where should I do it? How can I spend my money? What should I do with Social Security? What about Medicare? What about estate planning, wills and trust and taxes and, you know, all sorts of different things that have to come together perfectly for the nice smooth landing. So we we finished lunch a few hours ago. All this talk about airplanes. Do you have any peanuts, like snack bags I can have? No. <laughs> we should go find some. I'll be right back. I will. Okay, thanks. So the first one is like, find a retirement, someone who specializes in retirement. You know, if you're not a retiree, don't find someone who specializes in retirement. But as someone who's in retire, find someone who specializes in retirees. That should be over 90% of their business because they're going to know things like the back of their hand of how to tie things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The second one I always say is find someone who's a fiduciary. That's a big word. Um, fiduciary, there, there's two different standards that we are held to in our industry. And I mentioned the SEC before. Mm -hmm. And as an SEC registered firm, you're held to what they call the fiduciary standard. The other standard is the suitability standard. So let me explain the difference between these. The suitability standard says that you have to just do something that is okay for the person. Yeah, It may not be what's best for them, but it's what's okay for them. The fiduciary standard is you have to do whatever you feel is best for the client no matter what. Mm. Unequivocally unequivocally. Yeah. And I always say it's the the do the right thing at the right time for the right reason. It's kind of one of those things you have to do what's right for the client. The suitability standard, you know, an advisor who who practices the suitability standard, which is which is a high percentage. It's like 70-80% of advisors out there are only suitability advisors. Wow. Um they can technically they can pick something where they get paid more mm. than something else even if they think the lower what they earn less on is better for you as long as both of them are suitable for you. It doesn't matter. So that fiduciary standard really, really matters. I just find it hard to believe that there are suitability. It is. It's crazy to think that it's allowed at all. Yeah. So, and they're, they're actually working on changing that. Okay. So it's, that's a change in our industry. Okay. I'd imagine to be a fiduciary, you'd have to go through significantly more, I don't know, like standards and compliance things. Yeah. And it's harder to be a fiduciary. It is. And a lot of times you're trying to prove it and make sure you have everything done. I mean, the amount of effort and money we spend on just documenting what and why we do things mm-hmm. for clients is yeah. kind of ridiculous. Sure. But okay. um, the next one should come as zero surprise to our audience. If you've listened to any of our podcast, hashtag tax nerd. Mm. Yes. Um, you should find someone who's, who's what we call tax focused. Yeah. You've heard me say it before. When people are saving money, it doesn't really matter. They don't have as much control. But for retirees, that tax focus mentality is going to mean far more than anything else they do. And you make taxes fun. And I make taxes fun. Mm -hmm. Thanks, David. You're welcome. It's a hoot. Um, The next three, I'm going to tie together here. Yeah. Okay. And I, I have the words transparent, honest, and accountable. So transparent is easy. Transparent is you should know exactly what the other what their advisor is making. You should know what they're what they're charging you. Oh, fees, you fees. Yeah. It should be an easy. Um, yeah, thanks, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be an easy to tell how much you're paying because yeah. that that transparency matters. There's value to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, honesty is something that's hard to come by. Uh, honesty isn't someone that who's going to lie to you, but a lot of times the value an advisor provides is just to tell you something you're doing is 
stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, it's kind of those things. If you're doing something you shouldn't do, you want your advisor to tell you that. Now, you may still do it. It's your choice. You have the freedom to do those things. But you know, a lot of times I say what we do. One of our biggest things is saying, "Hey, we know where you want to get to, and we'll try and find the best way to do it." So you want that that honesty to say, "Hey, yep." I don't think that's the right thing for you. Yeah, you don't want your advisor to be a yes man. You don't want them to, to be like a jiffy loop where you go in, you tell them, I want this, and they do it. You're looking for more of a yeah, more advice. You want someone who who knows your situation and is going to give you an honest feedback there. So, um, And the last one's accountable, and the accountability goes two ways. You want to be able to hold your advisor accountable mm-hmm. to what they say they're going to do, but you also want your advisor to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Um the number of times that we have heard people come in and say, I want to take this trip, be it a, an Alaskan cruise, be it a trip to Europe, be it whatever it might be. Um, they want to learn to garden. They want to take a cooking class, whatever it might be. And two years go by and they've done none of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like half of our job is travel agency and fun planning because yeah. we'll actually sit down and say, hey, we're gonna book- you said to me you're gonna- you want to take this Mediterranean cruise. Here's three different options that are clients have taken in the past which one are you gonna do and you've done that before oh yeah it, it i find that to be so much fun so you're like a travel agent yeah you want that accountability <laughs> you want someone you know these are your dreams let's let's make you accountable to getting those dreams done so yeah. you know transparency honesty and accountability are there um and then you want a long history you don't want someone who's brand new out of the box you yeah. want you want a, a team of people that that know what the heck they're doing they've sure. been doing it for a long time so sure. um kind of like your pilots you, you you don't want that fresh pilot right out of school you want that pilot who's got a couple thousand hours under their belt now the last one and i was talking to some other advisors in our office for that and, and the last few kind of come from them and the first one that says you want to have someone who has a good relationship with, who's someone who actually you feel understands you. Um, I'm not saying you have to like your advisor, but you have to feel like your advisor gets you. Uh-huh. And you have to feel like your advisor's, you know, doing what you think is in the best interest for you. So I think that's that's an important one. Um, somebody who has a good team yeah. about them. Because if you have a good advisor, they have multiple clients. And you need someone who has a team-based approach. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck when you need them all of a sudden and you can't get a hold of them. Yeah. And if their team isn't good enough, it, it, it's a it's a poor choice. And I'm going to sidestep that one too. And I said this to somebody yesterday who came into our office. If you pick me as an advisor or somebody else, I think if you have four or five advisors, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm. Um, having one, maybe if you do some yourself, that's okay. But having one advisor who knows everything means you don't have people making decisions that are are counter to each other. Yeah. So, um, and the last two are are real simple. You know, ask for references and check reviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to be able to check up on on who you're who you're hiring there. Having a good advisor is one of the most important decisions that you can make mm. towards the end of your life. You know, I always tell there's two people you're going to hire that um, other than your doctor, I mean, your doctor has a lot of control, your advisor is going to make sure that what you want to have happen during your life happens. Mm -hmm. Your attorney is going to make sure whatever happens after you're gone happens. Mm, And so those are two important hires that you want to make sure you really spend some time and effort on. It's not just someone you've been using your entire life. You You should always have someone like me too in your life. 
Oh yeah, but that's just yeah. for fun. Oh yeah, right. I mean that, that's a choice, right? I'm guys like me are there to you know take care of any excess money you may have in your wallet. Like, oh, you got twenty bucks? <laughs> take me out for dinner. Let's go buy some Arby's. Yeah, that's what I'm good for. Uh, hit that button, Josh. Oh man, yeah. Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. So I wasn't so much looking for an advisor back in 1996. But I was looking for a good life lifelong friend. And uh, it was right around the, right around the time where Josh and I started hanging out. Our two groups of friends were commingling, if you will. Also, side note, around the same time where Josh and I were both trying to get our driver's license, he could, I couldn't because my mom's horn didn't work, so I was turned <laughs> away. But yeah, it was it was like some it was this ni- 1996 and it was before our fateful time at the U of I basketball camp. That we talked so fondly about. And I remember we were in it was one of our friend's basements. And me and someone else were going to get McDonald's. And I'm thinking in the back of my head the whole night, I'm like, how do I approach this guy, Josh? He seems seems cool. Like I, I see a lifelong friendship and you're an advisor, a friend and an advisor. I'm like, oh, I got it. I go to McDonald's, I come back, and I gave you a large fry. You didn't ask for it. I actually paid for it, probably the one, the few things I've ever paid for. And I gave you this fry. And look on your face. It was like an instant connection. You're like, oh my God, yep, this is it, Dave. This is the guy. This is the guy right here. So that is my Dave relates to retirees, how I courted you as a friend by giving you a free McDonald's fry because I was looking for a friend and an advisor. And now, jingle me out, baby. You're not going to sing this one? I will. Dave oh. relates to retirees. You know, if people listen to episode 13, they're bummed right now. Cause Why? Because you, you didn't jingle yourself out with a live. Should I do it right now? Go ahead. Yeah. Dave relates to retirees and buys Josh McDonald's fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So that one, I, I'd, I'd like people to see the inside of my brain as <laughs> you yeah. say these things because mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to say. No. And you started off, I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to take this one home easy. And then at the end, I was like, where is he going with this? And then finally, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Having an advisor is a relationship. I don't think any of my clients have ever bought me fries before. (laughs) But we have had people bring us in cookies. And we have a client, Jane, who's made me pottery before that we feature here in the office. We have... Um, client Didi who's brought in lasagna for mm-hmm. us. Man, Didi, that was great lasagna, by the way. Um, but it becomes a true relationship, and there's a benefit on both sides. And so um, I love people. I love being around people. I love talking to people. I love trying to understand people's situation. And I hope that I can provide value to them at the same time. So, Dave, when you brought me fries, which, yeah. I mean, the way to a <laughs> to a large man's large heart. man's heart is through McDonald's French fries. <laughs> hey, but that you know that was a you know that is a a relationship builder, if you will. So um, I don't off. expect clients to bring me McDonald's French fries. Um, but uh, clients, if you do, and if I'm in the office, they will not go to waste. <laughs> no, McDonald's French fries never go to waste. No. So, but uh, no, I think that's. Uh, yeah. That, that 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 speaks to the relationship building and the importance of relationship, especially with a with a retirement advisor, because they're gonna they're gonna hold your hand through some really cool stuff and, and with anything else, hopefully they can make your life better mm-hmm. the same way McDonald's fries make. Oh man, it makes everyone life so 
everyone's life better. But let's be honest, though, advisors are also there through some pretty tough times in people's lives. So oh, you you not only get to see the joys, you know, I talked about the the booking people trips and trying mm-hmm. to get their dreams, but unfortunately, you're there to pick them up in their worst times too. When yeah, they're, you know, lose a spouse or uh, or worse. I mean, it's rewarding. How do I say this without sounding terrible? It's a rewarding feeling to know that what you've done not only makes somebody happier, but can make the worst times of their life better. Yeah. No, totally. I, I That makes total sense to me. I think that me lighten this up a little bit, though. Let me, let you, let me yeah. lighten this up a little bit. That me, that you, that me lighten this up. Um, have you ever had to console somebody through the tragic moments in their life? When they ran out of pudding cakes and or commentary coffee, specifically pudding cakes, because we've been without pudding cakes for about 20 years now. We have been without pudding cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only person. No, I take that back. OK. Um, commentary coffee. You complain about not having it all the time. All the time. And it will be here tomorrow. So next yeah. time we record a podcast, yes. we're drinking commentary coffee. Keep it frozen. Hopefully it shows up on time. Yeah. I can freeze it. That's true. Um, but pudding cakes, I do believe at one point in time. I went down to your basement mm-hmm. and I got the last two pudding cakes. But the problem is there was three of us there. <gasps> oh, and no. I'm pretty sure Joe cried. Joe cried. Joe cried when we didn't give him the pudding cake. Yes. And neither of us shared with him. Because I think he was in the bathroom, so he didn't get them when we came up. Is that why he started hiding up on top of the little ledge above the basement <laughs> stairs? Remember that? How creepy he was? You had the creepiest basement and Joe just added to it. And we have creepy friends, so it was a great combination. <laughs> it was a great combination. Oh, man, Josh. Well, now I know what to look for in an advisor when I retire, which is kind of now. Dave, you have me. Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, you just that. buy me fries. We're good. We're good. <laughs> awesome, Josh. Well, hey, man. Um... Thanks for sharing this. Anything else? What's, what are you? Uh, what are we going to sign off with here? Well, I wanted people, the Retirement Equals Freedom Facebook group, don't forget about it. Don't forget. And this is a great spot where if people have questions, to post them. If you have a question, post in the Retirement Equals uh, Freedom Facebook group. And again, you find it by going to Facebook and typing in Retirement Equals Freedom, mm-hmm. and it will pop up there. Um, and a question, we'll answer it here live well, we're not live oh. because we don't do these things live, but we'll answer it here yeah. in real time or yeah. recorded on the show. And the whole world will get to hear your question. Ooh. I mean, we're worldwide, by the way. Worldwide. Here we are. All right, Josh, uh, good chatting with you, buddy. And with that, I will say. Hold on. Oh. To our compliance team. Yes. Bye. Bye. Oh, compliance loves us. Hashtag tax nerd. <laughs>